johnsyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. Back with another edition of Sports Insider Radio, and we are ready to roll. We took the week off last week. Mike had his, uh, it was the dark day. We were on the All-Star break. Mark, uh, Mike had his uh, charity golf match, and, uh, and I was training, as always, for my charity bike ride, which is now less than 10 days away on July 28th. You saw I did that 81-mile nice short ride the other day. My legs were burning. My heart was pumping. But everybody's getting excited. Their legs are burning. Their heart is pumping because all they care about is football, 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 football. What's going on, football, Mike? Oh, man, it's to me, you know, it's there's so much that goes into um, the summer for me aside from just getting dialed in and, and really recharging in the summertime before we get into football season is very important for my mental health because that's what keeps me afloat for the long hours and, you know, seven days a week once football starts. Um, I do fantasy. I do best balls. I do survivor. I mean, I'm fully dialed in. Certain people, it's funny, certain people that do survivor pools just kind of go week to week um, and they really just, they don't scale out the season. Whereas, you know, when I do these big survivor pools, you know, I look at the landscape of the entire season, which teams I'm looking to save later in the season, seeing the matchup, seeing what's going to be available, taking shots early in the season with certain teams that are, you know, most people don't, most people are taking those, crazy favorites, knocking out the good teams early on, and then they're stuck later in the season. So I, I look at it from you know, a positive EV standpoint. Am I going to get, as long as I make it through September and October, that come November and December, I have those quality teams still available, and I'm seeing the matchups that I'm probably going to play them in. So it's it's a little bit different. It's more of the, you know, not the amateur route, by any means, and most people just don't really look at it like that. And still, it's still a crapshoot. Um, when you get to that late in the season, you know, the games become harder and it's one and done. So, you know, it's it's much easier when I can map it out to to approach it that way, whereas most squares just 
they go week to week. They see, they like the game they see, they win. Then they go to the next week and they look at the lineup again, where most pros that do this, um, that's how I was taught to do it um, many years ago. So it's always exciting. Everybody is in the beginning of the season. Everybody's got a shot for the huge grand prize. Um, not doing any of the, the contest this year. It's just too difficult to fly out to Vegas and deal with a proxy. And it just becomes, it's eh, just not into it. If they do it local here now that we have, this is the first beginning of the football season where we're going to actually have DraftKings and FanDuel. Because it seems like, man, it seems like a lifetime ago that we didn't have it. But it's only been less than nine months. I mean, they didn't launch it. They did the pre-launch during Thanksgiving, and they really launched it right before bowl games at Christmas. So it seems like we've always had it here, but, man, we never even had a beginning of a football season where we could have online sports betting. Everything was brick and mortar for the last couple of years. So it's really exciting. Everybody gets geared up. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, I've seen a influx of people that are actually betting baseball. Um, people that are betting tennis, people that are betting golf. We know somebody um, that we're close with that is a monster in golf. Can't hear you. I didn't say anything yet. I was listening. Oh, oh I thought your mouth was moving. Sorry. No, no, but, sorry. Um, but uh, so with golf, you know, it's it it's a different type of model where you're not expecting to hit weekly because obviously the tournaments are once a week you're looking at it's such a unique way it's kind of in a way very close to horse racing where you take a long shot and you have a good chance to hit it every now and then and you Mm -hmm. can make a lot of money doing it because you're not taking those crazy favorites and in golf there's no such thing as a crazy favorite because most guys don't win that many tournaments a season so you have a lot of these one-offs, and especially this year, there's been guys, I think, six or seven, could be more, uh, I think last month I looked, that was first-time winners on the tour. So when you have those type of guys that are winning for the first time ever, you know their odds pre-tournament are going to be astronomical. Um, our guy, for whatever reason, is a huge fan of Seth Straka, if he's listening to the radio show. He's probably going to have a chuckle. He's actually on vacation with his family right now, but he does listen to the show. Literally every tournament, he's taken Seth Straka. Now, I did do some uh, digging. Seth Straka happened to go to college very close to where they live in the South, and maybe it's a, it's a, you know, a hometown type of guy where they just think he's got a shot. But for whatever reason, every tournament he's taken Seth Straka, and he's only won twice this year, and both times he was on him. And he was a huge payout two weeks ago. So, you know, with the Open this week, it's, it's a major. I love watching majors. Uh, the Open is the oldest running golf tournament. It was the first Open was in the 1800s. So this is the, the oldest tournament in the planet. And this week, there's another opportunity for you to cash in. I know it by this point, since it starts tomorrow, all the wagers, all the sharp lines 
all the edges have already been made outside of the round matchups that we add to the outright winners. We've already got the prices in. So it's, it's a different way to do it. You're not expecting to hit it every week. You're not even expect to hit it every month. I mean, you're going to make on average 10 to 15% return on your wagers made throughout an entire year. But maybe because we've hit some so recently that it feels like it's been a better year than before. But numbers-wise, like our good friend Micah says, they, they're consistent. It's basically you can't lose if you bet edges. You can lose if you're a gambler that's simply just betting with an opinion or betting with a feeling or any of that stuff. But when you're actually betting edges and you're finding the best value and you're passing on the value that is gone, long-term, you will be a positive EV successful sports trader. Most gamblers don't have the wherewithal. They don't have the knowledge. And they definitely don't have the discipline because we talk to these guys every day and every guy wants to tell me that he hit an 18 parlay six months ago and he thinks he could recreate that parlay each and every week. And he wonders why his account just is either spinning wheels or it's just going down. So at some point, something's got to click. I mean, we have so much knowledge and so much um, access to so many different groups that are feeding us these games. I mean, before I even knew you, you were the syndicate insider, right? You were the guy me, baby. that was connected to all these groups. Most people can't see through the fog and say, well, you're just like every other guy we talk to in this business. Well, you know, well, it's no, funny if you, if you, if you, if you know, I never, you know, it's funny if you look at the, if you, you've watched two for the money with Matthew McConaughey and Al Pacino and, um, you see how he like flies, you know, to like another country and meets a client. And that was in 2005. That movie was in 2005 before my partner passed away in 2006. He was actually a consultant on that movie, right? Cause we were one of the largest sports information services in the United States at that time and still are. Now in 2005, you only had legal bookmakers. I mean, I'm sorry, local bookmakers offshore and Vegas. And so think about how big the industry was in 2005. You fast forward. My son was born that year. The movie came out. You fast forward 18 years later, and I'm sitting here looking at an app right now that's telling me Atlanta is the favorite to win the World Series, and I can just click the button and bet on them. So, I mean, again, these people that are new to the group, these are, you know, most people, as a 50-year-old man, most people that are actually inquiring, I would say, are half my age. I would say the average, the difference between now and the difference between then was a seasoned professional better who wanted an edge was someone that had a good relationship with a local bookmaker. He, they knew his credit was good or he had an offshore account, or he flew back and forth to Vegas, and the average age of that person was between 45 and 65. Now, with the whole, after the pandemic and the whole day trading and the crypto and blah, 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 you get a lot of young guys, man, a lot of young guys that don't understand the grind of daily wagering. They don't understand wagering on 291 baseball games, to be up 22 units. They don't understand that. 
because what happens basically is that they're so used to getting, and I had a conversation with a, uh, one of the clients that we have that's young in New York, one of these crypto guys, a great guy, um, and I asked him, is it almost intoxicating when you make the crypto hit and then you you're you're then you're doing all these other wagering and trading vehicles that are getting you what I would call not as a gratifying dopamine hit. And he admitted, you know, it's 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 hard. You you know, you buy Bitcoin at twenty bucks and, and then you, you're betting at three hundred games to make twenty two units. It seems like a lot of work versus oh how easy it is to hit the lottery. But again, all those things are revolving in a big circle where you go from markets that move quick and then the crypto market slows down and then the stock market is spinning top right now, barely moving as a day trader. There's just like no, it's just boring as all get out. Um, so when it comes to sports betting, the parlaying thing, which is marketed by the legal sports books, the parlay boost in the bar is, is what I call the crack of sports betting. Um, so again, you're going to hear for every story you're going to hear, you know, I had a 20 team or I had a 30 team and they're going to chase that crack. And look, that's what the whole, the whole, uh, the difference between a 45 year old in 2005 was he was happy making 12% on his money in a year wagering on sports. The difference between that and 18 years later, a 25 year old wants to make uh, 120% an hour. You can't really compete with the expectations. I've always said it's not about the results. It's about the expectations. If you have un unrealistic expectations, you're going to be dis disappointed even if you're profitable. So like I had a client, you know, a potential client contact me. He says, you know, what's your record in your underdog system? I said, we're 127 and 64 going into yesterday before today, before, you know, down 37 games, up 23 units. He's like, that's it. So if you're betting a thousand a game on a dog, you've risked two hundred ninety thousand, two hundred ninety-one thousand dollars to make basically twenty-three thousand dollars. So what happens is that you have to look at at your risk versus your reward instead of the dollar amount only. And a lot of people, like I said, they don't understand math, basic math, which is if you can make, you know, if you risk. $300,000 in trading in any market, and you can make over 20% return, that is a great return. And so to make $23,000 on a $291,000 trading capital, it's a great return. You, it's, it, it's, I'll, I will put that against any day trader sitting at home trying to scalp the market. But the problem is most people have unrealistic expectations. So unless they, and with the golf, yeah, we have a, we, we know of one, we know somebody that hit a, the golf match last week. It was a thousand to win. Um, Was it Victor Norman or whatever? What was his name? He, he was um, a thousand, it was a thousand to win 28,000. But the thing is, and he hit it, but what about all the other, the 10 other wages he had that lost? So, yeah, right. you hit the one bet for 28000 but you still had to play 11 horses in the race. And most people don't have the temperament when they lose six months straight, four months straight. And I always say, if you don't have a lot of money, golf is the, is the way to roll. But you got to be willing to basically be negative 80%, 90% of the time. 
most people can't do that. Unfortunately, it's on their own, on their own, without guidance of really understanding that you're not risking a high percentage. I mean, these are all huge payouts off little wagers. It's not like our guys coming in and throwing down 10,000 on a plus, you know, 300, 400, 500 to one. It's, these are small wagers that you just know you're going to hit once a month, maybe once every six weeks, but the payouts are so astronomical that it's worth it. But, you know, it's an option that we offer people. It's really, we, we take, we take an account. Does the client have his bankroll have excess capital that he could not only play the day-to-day stuff, which is baseball for now, or when it's football, because golf really goes around almost year round and then have the ability to then scale and dedicate 10 to 15% of his bankroll for the golf matchups for the weekend. And it's okay if you if you strike out and you lose 10%, but then the next week you come back and you win 300%, where you lose three, four weeks in a row at 8 to 10%, well, that one payout matters. But you can't do that if you're not properly funded. So it all goes back to that. Um, you know, we don't stress that enough. I mean, I do, uh, but it seems like the clients, the ones that get it, don't ask questions. They do it right. They keep a tally of every single wager, all the profit margins. They don't use their bankroll capital to pay their bills, to pay mortgage. I mean, I understand unexpected, you know, unexpected expenses come up where, you know, you have a kid's tuition or your AC goes up, stuff that's not a couple hundred bucks. And I get that. But at the end of the day, you want to keep it separate because just like when you're investing in another business and you have to put up equity and then you have a couple cash calls, next thing you know, you're invested into the business. You're not pulling money out of it. You're letting it grow because once you get your money and your capital back, then you're making you know, your distribution. It's the same thing with trading. You have to treat it like a business, not a hobby. The guys that want to treat it like a hobby, they get hobby results, which is a lot of variance, a lot of reloads, a lot of texts and calls from the host that says you have a boosted parlay, deposit more money. Like, don't they understand that when they get that? Like now, let me, let me just change gears here real quick. I have a buddy that, that exposes that style. What he does is he's actually a sharp on a, a mediocre level. I wouldn't call him like a sharp all the way because he doesn't do it up. You know, it's not his main gig. But he doesn't leave money in the account. When he wins, he pulls it out. Then the host texts him and says, you have a boosted parlay. You have a boosted play. Come back. Then he deposits money, only deposits money when he gets the boost, then hammers the boost, then pulls the money out again. And he just goes in in circles with the host because it's automatic for them. As soon as they see a zero balance in the account, they automatically shoot him a text, say, what do you need to deposit more money? Not realizing that what he's, he's actually looking for that text. So he's basically getting more EV because he's getting free money that's added to the wager for a boost. So it's, it's a unique way to approach it. It's a lot more, you know, give and take where you're not just leading. It's more work when say give and take. It's more work, but he does it. He's, he loves it. I mean, I've seen him hit 
and he's making an extra 15 20% on the boosted wager simply because he's pulling the money out and the host wants his business back. And it's like, you know, it's a paper pusher. It's somebody sitting at the desk at one of the legal apps. As soon as they see a zero account, they automatically send the message, hey, come back, deposit money, we'll give you a boost. So he utilizes that. And to this date, it hasn't stopped. Every time it goes to zero, you automatically gets a text the next morning that says, what would you like? We're going to deposit, you know, give you a boost. So as football approaches, it's, it's pretty cool that you could take advantage of these sharp opportunities where not only can you find market edges of the style of trading that we do, but you could also, you know, work the system a little bit because these guys that are, you know, working for these books, they don't care. They just want to be able to do their job, do their daily chores of what they have to do in their daily tasks. So, you know, coming from a guy that never had a legal sports book in the state of Maryland for so many years, seeing this and how these different guys are exploiting the different opportunities with these books, it's fascinating. And I'm sure over the next year, I'll hear even more different strategies of people, how they're, you know, getting the best and the most out of these books. Um, so it's pretty fascinating to me, at least, you know, it's something that I have a passion for and hearing all these different outs of how they could navigate with these sports books is pretty, it's pretty exciting. But now that we're halfway through the show, wanted to do our final football preview for those that have not yet signed up for football. I don't know what you're waiting for. It's going to be here before you blink. Well, wait, 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 wait. let's talk about let, let, let's let's get talk about a little baseball first before we, I know you're all excited. Okay, we got fair enough, fair enough. So, dogs, I'm going to say it again. Dogs, I'm going to say it again. Dogs, I mean, will you ever doubt me in a in a baseball season again of how hard it is? Our good friend Cal from Kansas City, I have to give you the numbers. He sends it to me each week. MLB favorites, 831 and 597. As I said earlier in the season, it's 60-40. If you bet all 10, if you ever ate 10 dogs, you bet you're going to go four and six. Well, it's been hovering around 58% the entire season, 58.19%. Betting all favorites, Mike, is a good way to lose almost $100,000. You've risked $2.279 million dollars to win 1000 on each individual game with a total loss of $90,210. So when people tell me that they can make money betting favorites, they better be spot playing the hell out of these favorites like our good friend Troy in, in, in Las Vegas. Because, I mean, you've seen it firsthand. We have our consensus channel. We've been laying off of currently right now because we – we're following this group. They were hot with the favorites. Then we started releasing them complimentary. And then they got cold with the favorites. I don't even say cold with the favorites, just expectation. And now it's almost like you, you just got to watch and monitor. Because, again, I go back to the same old scenario, which is laying these stupid prices, you're going to get stupid results. And this is one of the issues that I had early in the season with certain sharps that we deal with, where they were basically, you know, they say they leave football, they leave baseball aside. And, you know, you know, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, when it comes from an edge betting point of view, the easiest way for a, someone that doesn't have access to information and cannot afford 
the advisory fees and the subscriptions and the membership to get information, if they're small and they're going to start making money, is to basically make a decision that they're going to basically focus on baseball and they're never going to play favorites. And that means when they're handicapping, if they're someone that can't afford to use us or any other service, they're handicapping from a what live dog point of view. And I don't mean the fake plus one and a half where you turn the, where you, t- where you, where you're la- taking a dog and turning him into a favorite. I mean, pure outright dogs. So, uh, you know, again, you've seen it and wor- you're the one working the, 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 uh, the favorite source in baseball, which will go all the way to basically Halloween. So what's your, now that you're in the trenches following this group that does favorites, what's your take? It's tough. I mean, it's the, the, the runs themselves, um, happen and I've seen it where they crush, but when you, when you take an effect that when you have a losing streak, you're losing one and a half on average times your money. I mean, that's, it just, it eats up the profits tremendously. I mean, I mean, I think you were 39 and 39 in the last 30 days on the, on your favorite channel before the all-star break and you were down seven years. I'm just, I'm just reposting it. Um, it's something that for the clients that are listening, this is how hard it is. You're down, you're 39 and 39 up to the all-star break in the last 30 days. And then you're down seven units. And on the dog channel, you were 33 and 34 down one game in the last 30 days up 12 units. So you're even in the one channel. Yeah, it cannibalized some of the profits. Um, not too worried about it. I mean, I've, I'm not even talking about cannibalizing the profits. I'm just making a point to the newbie who hasn't made, wagered on anything. That's the difference. Well, of course, you've got to run dogs. It's, it was a trial that we did that I no longer, I saw the sample size and no longer posting it for a reason. I'm riding out the underdogs. Every year we have something that is hotter than the other. It's like last year. The, the huge performing model was the overs for whatever reason this year. And I'm, I'm still trying to dial it in. It hasn't produced profits, hasn't lost, but it hasn't produced profits. And that's could be the pitch clock. Um, we've had a lot of, you know, it's the, of recent time in the last month, the Canada fires, the air quality is bad. So the ball's not traveling as much last you're, night. You ready? Really the, you ready? Overs are yeah. 685 and 681, four games over. Right. So it's, it's like I said, complete with my parody. overs model. Complete Just with, the, with, with me extracting the ones that usually for years have been profitable with my strategy, literally dead even. Haven't lost anything, but when I say dead even, it's dead even on units. Not the actual right. win loss. Win loss is, is above with the juice included, but um, it could be that. Last night was a huge outburst of runs for whatever reason. It hasn't Ridiculous. happened all year. Right, it went right, absolutely right. insane last night with some of those totals. So this year, the huge, the profitable run is underdogs. Last year it was the reverse. It was the overs was the huge performing model, and the underdogs were. But it's Probably, never been the favorites. My point is it's never been Definitely the Definitely not the favorites. Definitely not the favorites ever. I mean, when I'm looking here at Baltimore Orioles with your eyes pitching in 30 minutes live, and I, and I want to get back to this 
me logging into the sports book and looking at the, the, the World Series odds, which is, I mean, how can they make the Dodgers run? I mean, you got Atlanta plus 340, the Dodgers plus 430, Tampa Bay plus 500, Houston plus 850, Texas plus 950, Toronto plus nine. So really, I mean, they... I mean, they're giving the Dodgers a lot of respect, and the Dodgers haven't done anything from a betting point of view this season, from an outright winning point of view. They don't even have Arizona in this list, which is crazy. You go down and you look in the NL West, okay, Arizona's had a little bit of a losing streak, but they're 53-4. and four. I don't know. I just can't. You know how much money you've made betting on the Dodgers this season? You've lost $46. That's terrible. So I'm asking you, like, we, as we get closer each week, what, 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 where do you put the Orioles? Orioles are plus 2,000. What's the number one team? Orioles? Atlanta? No. No, in terms of what? Profit or odds to win the World profit, Series? Profit. Profit. Oh, Orioles. $1,462. No, no, no second up and second up uh, runner up is Cincinnati Reds plus 1100 on a six game losing streak. So it's just basically, if you just bet on Baltimore and Cincinnati, you print money. Every other team is useless. Not even the Reds. I said Cincinnati and Baltimore oh, I didn't hear. Sorry, are the two most off. profitable teams okay. followed by uh, Miami and Washington. Because Washington's always an underdog. And they've been playing hot lately, so they're definitely covering those dog prices. You right. still have to get the wins. You still have to right. still have to How be, about this? You, Tampa yeah. Bay is sixty and fifty eight. Baltimore's fifty seven and thirty seven. And Tampa Bay is minus fifty eight dollars for the season. <laughs> I always say, if you they look at the top off teams, hot, remember that they were they couldn't lose early in the season. Listen, you knew it was going to come. But listen, this is, I told people this. If you go back to the archive, the number one team in the division is the worst team to bet on. The bottom team in the division is the best team to bet on. Minnesota AL Central, number one in the division, forty nine and forty seven, minus seven hundred eighty two dollars. Tampa Bay, number one in their division, 16-38, minus $58. Dodgers, number one in their division, minus $46. You do have some exceptions. Atlanta is number one in their division. The NL East, they're plus $631. Milwaukee is number one in their division, but they're plus $700. But again, they're not, they're not, we're not in double digit this far into the season. We're not in double digit, I mean, to, be in a scenario where you have teams that have literally played a hundred games and to be in a scenario, 96 games. So imagine that Milwaukee's played 96 games. You're up seven units. Atlanta's played 96 games. You're up six units. It's a joke. Baltimore's played 96 games. You're up 16 units. So again, you know, I'm beating a dead horse, uh, you know, I just, what do you foresee the possibility of any of these, uh, future possible future prices before we get into football. I still think, I still think Tampa Bay is overvalued and you can make, if Tampa Bay is plus 500 and they're going to make Baltimore's plus 2000, I'm not being a homer. I'm saying that's a good value play. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, it's all of them. If you're playing them correctly and you're still, you can't just bet every team blindly because even now, with the Orioles, 
you could have missed a boat early in the season when they were crushing and they were just getting outrageous dog prices. Now you're seeing them as short price favorites, big favorites, short price dogs. You're not getting that plus 190, plus 200. So for the guys listening to go, oh, I'm just going to bet the, the Orioles and the Reds blindly for the rest of the season, could – you're already – You missed the boat. You missed the you boat. You missed the boat. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. So um, you got to come in this with a plan every season. Um, I see guys that are on Instagram that are, man, I got the big game of the day. This game can't lose. They're gamblers. All of them, all they want to do is gamble, and they think that gambling is going to produce profits, but in reality, it's just smoke and mirrors. When in reality, what we do is we don't emphasize big games. We don't emphasize parlays. What we emphasize is following a strategy, implementing it, and then strict, strictly, sorry, sticking to it throughout the entire season without emotion. And when you do that, you're going to produce 22 units of dogs at 43%. I posted that on Instagram the other day, and I said, look, we're 40. And I, I usually don't do weekly, monthly updates. It's too small of a sample size. Even half of a season, uh, if a sharp is listening, um, that we all know would even tell me that's not enough of a sample size, but you know what? Clients wanted to know. I posted it 43% win rate and we're up 22 net games. And what other sport can you win 40 outside of golf with a long shot? You could even hit 10% and you could make money, but on an everyday sport, no other sport will pay those type of dividends at 43% win rate. Like, remember early in the season, um, one of our clients from the South, Don, goes, I am so happy pushing every night and making money. He's like, I'm happy going two and two. I'm happy going one and one. Because he knows that he's not paying big. He's not paying that price. So even on nights where he's 50-50, he's still hitting. And then those guys that are paying 210, 230, taking Cole um, on the Yankees and, and laying that big price, yeah, you're going to win, but then you lose one of them. Now you have, to, you have to win two and a half games just to break even. There's no value of ever doing that. So, you know, with, with all that being said, I, I think we're, we're beating the drum on baseball. Guys already committed. If you haven't yet joined um, right now, we're doing a mentorship for football, which I'm going to go over the strategies here shortly. And, you know, we're going to throw in the rest of baseball because there's not, you know, there's only a couple months left. We don't really do too much in September. So you're talking about rest of July, August, September gets a little wonky because there's a lot of guys that are brought up from AAA teams that are out of the playoffs. They're really just trying out their farm system to see what they have for next year, or who they can move up. So it's I don't really press the second half of September, um, and then October you're it's not real baseball. It's real baseball in terms of watching and being a fan, but you're not going to get that dog value um, with those amazing teams playing each other in a very you know in a short series or even a seven game series. It's you know you're talking about ten, twelve total wagers in October. So as we get 
geared up. All those people I told joined baseball to pay for football already have cashed. They're now free rolling into the football season because they followed my strategy. They didn't waver from it. They didn't sit here and tell me that there's games they can't lose. And now they're ready to, to really dial it in for football. So not to take a break because we don't do commercials on this show. Football season is upon us. Well, tell me why I'm looking inside. I'm looking at a live app here, and the Jets are plus 1,600, and the Ravens are plus 1,800. So we're below the those Jets. Are, honestly, I love Bowl. both of those. That's You're talking about – see, the Rodgers situation in the Jets is very similar to the Brady situation in Tampa Bay. They get a quarterback that is two years removed from an MVP. He – brought in his his people, similar to what Brady did in Tampa Bay with bringing in Gronkowski. So, I mean, what do you expect? The guy had Devontae Adams in Green Bay, and they were one of the best teams in the league. They just couldn't really close in the playoffs. They took away his number one receiver, didn't give him anything else except drafting mediocre guys from the draft and bringing in veterans. Of course he wasn't going to succeed there, even though they still had a good record. Last year was really the reason... I mean, he held it together for so many years. So now you have a guy who still has gas in the tank. They throw him into the AFC. They throw him into a tough division. And it's just funny. I'm going to get a little chuckle that the Patriots are no longer the top team to beat. Um, they're going to be, you know, they're going to get hosed in that division. So what about, cows from, Can- what about cows from Kansas City, the favorite? Favorites oh, are KC and Philly. Oh, they're incredible. They're Listen, that team brings back everybody. That's the type of offense. You know what? They're incredible, but guess what? They probably be under fifty percent against the point spread because they'll be fair. Yeah, too that high. because they're they're yeah. going to be heavy favorites. So, but again, from a winning because I know we were just talking about winning the actual championship, they're going to be heavily favored throughout, and it's theirs to lose. Now, but, I will say this: Kansas City's minus six and a half against Detroit on September seventh. At home in Kansas City, I don't know what the limits are, but if you like Kansas City, you bet them now. You don't wait till late seven and yeah, a half. You don't later. wait till seven. No, no. And, and that's what I tell people is that you know when you look at these early numbers, um, what's interesting is most of the sports books have the early numbers on week one posted, but they don't have the preseason posted yet, except the Hall of Fame game. Um, but you know when you look at these, the week one, even though we're jumping ahead and we got fifteen, it's pretty funny. Every game is a key number. KC six and a half, San Fran's two and a half, Atlanta's three. Um, so I'll, I'll leave the Ravens for the last. So the highest favorite on the board, not a double-digit favorite, but almost in week one is the Ravens, right? Everything's three and four. Highest is the average is six and five. And the only game, Mike, week one is the Ravens are minus nine and a half. Mm. That's I can't right wait, now. man. I am so freaking. Well, no, let's pumped. talk about that for a second. That's a huge number. You know huge they're going to probably be four zero in preseason. They're playing Houston Texans. I don't know. Have you looked at that Houston team? Are they any good? Or you know, well, they're they're going to be. Imp- I think I don't know early in the season. I mean, they improved their quarterback by drafting C.J. Stroud. They brought in a couple veterans. Uh, they have new wide. Um, they have new running back. 
Um, so you're, you're talking about a team that's going to be vastly improved. I don't know how much on defense yet. This is where training camp is so important to watch because you're seeing the up-and-comers, the new positional spots. Um, I mean, there's just a lot going on, and it's I don't like pre-betting week one because you don't know who's going to get hurt in preseason. It's too much time, and there's mm-hmm. injuries that happen. So you've you got to really stay focused and not really – overemphasize betting early in the season. So once week one comes, obviously week two, we're betting it early in the week. That's some of the strategies just to go over because we have about 15 minutes. The key to football is to get the best number. It's not like baseball where there's games every day. You have games once a week. So as soon as those lines come out on Sunday night, Monday and Tuesday is an opportunity to bet the games early. Now, people bet the games early not because they like a team, it's because they like a spread. Why do they like a spread? Right. They're reading, they're screen readers. No, no, no. Are, the reason why pros bet a team right. early is because right. they like the spread. But the reason why 99% of the listeners listening bet a team is because they like the team. <laughs> Let's clarify Correct. that. Correct. Right. Okay. And in college football, I mean, five to six point differential on the closing number that you're getting an advantage when you're betting it early. Again, it's, it's, it's a volume game. It's not a, there's one game that's going to definitely cover. None of that matters. Injuries are part of it. Bad beats are part of it. And good beats are part of it. How do you get rid of all those factors is by simply putting in enough wagers where you're overcoming the bad beats. And obviously you're going to get good beats along the way. But if you're getting a three, four-point advantage in college football, that matters. Because how many times do you see it goes right down to the number, and you wonder, how did, they, how did the, the, the odds makers figure it out? It's exactly 58. So the only way to beat that is to get the best price. The only way to get the best price is to deal with sharps that are actually knowing how to get the right price and how to get closing line value. I mean, I pretty much think... I pretty much think buying the fish for 99.9999% of people is the way to make money brainlessly as opposed to teaching them how to fish with the mentorship. Now, I know you do the mentorship for certain high net worth individuals that are retired and want to sit in front of the screens and stare at it all day. But I mean, even for me in the business for 35 years, I have no desire with my, I'd rather be on my bike riding up a mountain than sitting there watching screens. You know what I mean? Well, of course it's a hundred percent. You're right on that, right on the mark. And that's, that is the newest strategy that we're implementing. There's a company that does something very similar that actually, um, releases, Right. You play the number or pass on the number. This year, I'm going to work one-on-one with every client as soon as the games are posted. For the first time ever, our Sharps are going to be releasing the games 30 minutes before they even bet them. In years past, the betting tickets were already made. To then, we were receiving those exact betting tickets, and 25% of the wagers, unfortunately, the spread was already gone. So the clients couldn't bet the game because we never tell you to buy a point to the number. This year, something brand new. This is something we worked out. This is the reason for the price and what we charge because the client, the sharp, 
that is actually giving the games to the client is understanding that that client is going to be betting the games first before the sharp even puts in the wager. So is it liquidating the market and and saturating it because some of those sharp time will tell, but in reality, the client has a huge advantage because now he has a 30-minute window to put in the wagers. Now, for those that miss that 30-minute window just because life happens, that's where the live call will come into me. I will operate with every single client one-on-one and tell you whether to play the game or pass on the game. So we've never done this before. There's a lot, of, a lot of white glove service that's going to go into this football season. This is the only sport that we do this for. I think it's going to be something that is going to increase profits by 22% compared to last season because we know in NFL we absolutely crushed last year. So if I can get that number even higher, that would be fantastic. Because, again, the, a lot of the clients that we deal with use us year after year after year. They understand the, the amount of work that we put into it. They understand that we, they believe the price that we charge is very reasonable compared to the amount of money that they make. And they know we're legit. We have, I like to call it street cred. Most people don't have that in this business. Most people just have a website and a pick of the day and the lock of the month and the play of the century and the backyard play and all that stuff is hogwash. It doesn't exist. It's not real. The only thing that is real is reading a screen like you would be if you're trading day trading stocks or commodities, but you're actually having guys that are professional screen readers that go on their Instagram channel and literally show you what they're looking at day in and day out and why they do what they do. And the guys that know that and they believe that and they understand what they're actually getting into are the ones that are our returning clients year after year. So again, not to reiterate, and we have nine minutes left in the show, you're going to get placed 30 minutes before the Sharps actually bet the game. So that means you're going to have a window where you're going to get 100% of those wagers. But that, that 30 minutes price. could be on a Tuesday, not 30 minutes it's before Tuesday the game night, starts. It could be Wednesday right, night. Exactly. I mean, this, you again, in, right. in overnight pricing, you may be limited. If you're a very big player, you might get limited on the amount that you could put overnight. That's the disadvantage if you're betting ten, twenty thousand a game. But if you're relatively small, when I say small, you're betting less than a thousand per selection based on your two to three percent of your bankroll, you should have no problems getting it in because the the handle is so big for football that it shouldn't even create a problem. But that's where you have to be a little bit more creative. I'll teach you how to get more outs. There's plenty of books now that are popping up that want your business and no other better way to do it than to spread out all your wagers at all these different books. Is it going to be a little bit more work? Sure. But no other way where you can make six-figure income. You're not doing it in the stock market, that's for sure. The Fed's raising rates. The market's unstable. The only thing that is stable year after year is college and NFL football and NBA and college basketball. Baseball is our little baby. It's still going to produce for this month and a half left that we're going to be grinding out the underdogs. But, man, it's football is here. Before you blink, we have the Hall of Fame game, which we don't really bet preseason, but 
it's good to just start seeing some actual real-time football, which is August 4th, August 5th, or what? Do you have the date August on the 3rd, Hall of Fame game? August 3rd. August, August 3rd. 3rd. Got it. And then college football starts end of August. So it's going to be here literally before you blink, and Lamar is going to be the MVP, the Super Bowl MVP, the league MVP, the most improved player. Currently right but, now, the the Cleveland Browns are minus one and a half. The total is 33 and a half against the New York Jets at August 3rd, 8.01 p.m. So August 3rd, 8.01 p.m. So that's basically exactly two weeks away from basically today. That's, I love it. Put it in. Put it in. I know there's no lines on the Orioles yet. I mean, the Ravens, they're not even putting the line up. <laughs> they know they're going to just get banged out on every Raven game. They won't be able to make the line high enough. It'll be interesting to see if they can keep that record going. I think, what is it, 23 in a row they've won? Yeah. One game for each year of this new uh, millennium, 2023. They've won 23 consecutive games in a row in preseason. Crazy. Yeah, it's uh, it's here. It's here. We've been talking about it for months. Um, I'm just, I'm just really excited that. But we you know, they've to- also changed the schedule over the years when. Uh, I got into this business back in the day. It was simply four days a week. And that's the other thing for these new betters. They're used to the market has changed and the scheduling has changed to feed the appetite, feed the beast, so to speak. Because think about it. These are publicly traded companies. These sports folks, they want to have action. Obviously, the handle of baseball goes off the cliff, even though it's going all the way to the end of October. Um, and so what you've noticed over the years is now you have the Tuesday games and you have the Wednesday games and you basically have football every day. Um, obviously the emphasis on the NFL, yeah, that's Thursday, Sunday, and Monday. But I mean, let's no, make no mistake about it. When I was in this business in the old days, you wagered on Monday, Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday, and your days off to chill were Tuesday and Friday, and that never like literally no games at all. Now that's over. You know they have the you have the Utah games and the Mormon games on Friday, and then you have the little conferences on Tuesdays. So you basically are in a scenario where you basically have football every single day, and that's more of I think of a scheduling TV market legalized wagering that you want to have a product basically every day. It's I almost think that. When you're a new better, it's very easy to get overwhelmed because you never get a forced break. Versus in the old days, you did get that break. You know, you you were you 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 won or lost on Monday, and Tuesday and Wednesday you were done. You were just chilling, and you had to wait till Thursday. Now you don't have to wait. You don't, and uh, they. I don't particularly like those Mac Wednesdays. It's the island. Games. I'm not a big. Yeah, I don't like the island games. It's just, it's on TV, but we've been dealing with these Sharps for many years. They're not a big fan of island games. Um, you don't see them playing a lot of Monday Night Football. It's, you know, so for the the guy that's looking for action, we're probably not your type, <laughs> I like to call it. 
But if you're simply looking for an edge and you're looking to make money, then you have to treat it like a business for the entire season, not waver if you have a bad week, not get upset. It's all about treating it like a business. And if you do, no reason why you can't make a very, very healthy return throughout an entire season. Any? Are you uh, playing the NBA Summer League? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, I know guys that play it, but the limits are so small that you can't get anything substantial down on these games anyway. But it is kind of funny. You know, you open up the app. And like I said, I still love how the sports books give you recommended wagers when you log into the apps. I'm not going to name which ones, but like uh, I'm looking at one right now while I'm on the phone. It says, 1,977 people have played this parlay. It's a four-teamer, $10 to win 4590 plus 459 odds. And it's like they're trying to recommend to you, uh, you know, like they're, they're, your, they're your buddy. They're going to let you know where everybody is, uh, is, is betting. I mean, literally, uh, and, and, it, and it's kind of funny because it's almost you could basically fade. You probably have a good strategy to fade those wagers popular same game parlay bets kind of funny that you could even be in a scenario where the sports book is going to actually tout you when you log in to make a wager or check a line yeah they push it they go this one's heavily bet and you know again the boost here the boost there it's all just smoke and mirrors for you to just get action in every single day and for those that know how to uh wiggle the system great i, I love it I'd love to see it because these books don't operate on on a fair clause act. <laughs> they don't. They'll cut. You start putting in sharp numbers all the way. All the, all of a sudden, you're twenty dollars max a game. They don't limit you. I mean, they they don't block you. They just limit you. So it's 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 all such it's like the client joke. that called me last week for advice and said he was up a million dollars in the last three years betting legally. And I'm and I'm hmm. said you've never been cut off. And he said no. I knew he was lying. <laughs> Got it. How are you Got up a million dollars betting full price, full limit, and you're not getting cut down at $30 a game when you could be losing, and if you're betting the sharpest sides, you're going to get cut off losing, not winning. So just remember, for all the listeners out there, when people are showing you big tickets and they can get down twenty, thirty, forty thousand 40000 in a legal sports book, that's because they're not as sharp and they're net negative. This is your final wrap-up. July 19th, we'll be back next week. Good day and good luck.